Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, my name is Robert Lamb, and this is The Artifact, a short-form series from Stuff to Blow Your Mind focusing on particular objects, ideas, and moments in time. Though this week we should be considering an artifact from the fictional universe of Frank Herbert's Dune novels. Under Harkonnen rule, the death tripod became a common sight and a common symbol of tyranny on the planet Arrakis. While the death tripod is not described in tremendous detail, the terror and weight of the concept is sufficiently conveyed. Arrakis is a desert world, and so when the Harkonnen oppressors wished to make an example by execution, they would leave the bodies for all to see on the death tripod. It is unclear, at least to this reader, if a death tripod is merely a means of displaying the bodies of the executed, much like various pikes and gibbets in human history, or if the tripod structure is itself a means of execution, functioning like a gallows or a structure for crucifixion. One assumes they are imported or made of imported or repurposed parts. At any rate, the use of the death tripod would seem necessitated, at least in the cruel minds of the Harkonnens, by the planet's sandy ground conditions and lack of trees. But the symbol of the death tripod ultimately transcends this usage and comes to refer to collective efforts of vengeance in which three individuals work against an enemy. I am a Naib, says the Fremen Stilgar, never to be taken alive. I am a leg of the death tripod that will destroy our foes. Tripods also factor heavily into the novel as a means of understanding the delicate balance of power within the broader empire. The three legs of the political tripod in Dune are the Padishah Emperor, the Spacing Guild, and the Landsrod, all of more or less equal power. The Emperor is, of course, the ruler of the Interstellar Imperium, backed by his legions of elite Sardaukar warriors. The Spacing Guild controls a complete monopoly on space travel through the Imperium. And the Landsrod is a collective composed of the various great houses in the feudal Dune universe. And yet we are also told, quote, In politics, the tripod is the most unstable of all structures. In the world of Dune, this initially refers to the fact that amid the Landsrod, the Spacing Guild, and the Emperor, each quote-unquote leg of the tripod is simultaneously in league with and opposed to the other two legs. The Emperor cannot become too powerful because the Guild and the Landsrod keep him in check. But at the same time, the Spacing Guild cannot become too powerful because the Emperor and the Landsrod keep them in check and so forth. It's a delicate balance, and if things become unbalanced, then two sides might move against the third. 
We, of course, have historical examples to turn to here on Earth, various rules of three, from the triumvirates of Rome to notable examples in Chinese and Russian history, amid many others. But we also see the basic dynamics of the political tripod borne out in game theory. Many of the more famous problems in game theory, such as the prisoner's dilemma, relate to two-player games. These are often the simplest models of conflict on which to ruminate. But as Roger A. McCain uh, describes in the 2004 book Game Theory, three-player games are also important for two reasons. Number one, they're just one step of complexity beyond two-player games, but often entail complexities that then translate into games with even more players. And then secondly, they enable two players to gang up on a third. In short, they allow for alliances. You've probably encountered some examples of this playing three-player competitive board games. Take Settlers of Catan, for example. What do players one and two do when player three appears to be in the lead? Why, they gang up on them, of course. And then what happens when player two moves into the lead? Why, the alliance is likely to shift. This, very roughly, illustrates the instability of the political tripod. The power balance in Dune, and certainly the power balance in real-world scenarios, is generally far more complicated than a friendly game of Catan, but you get the picture. I'm not sure to what extent Herbert intended us to contemplate connections between unstable political tripods and the death tripod itself, but certainly the Harkonnen approach to power and governance proves unstable in the end. Its appetite for cruelty and its thirst for power eventually leads to its demise. Tune in for additional episodes of The Artifact or The Monster Fact each week. As always, you can email us at contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. Stuff to Blow Your Mind is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. The future of wireless is here, and it's transparent. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees, no surprises, no, really. What are you waiting for? Get with the times and switch to Visible at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com.